The following Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast is based on real events from the history of American crime. Some of this imagery might be upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. Incident. It, incident power. Incident. It, incident power. Incident. It, incident power. 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 Incident. It, incident power. Incident. It, incident power. Incident. It, incident power. I really like just having an awkward introduction to stuff, so we're just going to go with it. And that is the way of, of introducing the show, by the way. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is what we're what we're calling, and by by we I mean <laughs> I mean I, the royal we, are calling season two of Strength Check. Um, this is going to be. I guess an actual play, kind of gaming, crime, mental health, D&D, for now, podcast. Um, and so, I have coerced, almost had to bribe um, the, the people that you are hearing in the background to play with us tonight. Um, Wait, so you, you all got bribed? I didn't get bribed. <laughs> I offered. <laughs> 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 yeah, the old philosophical bribe. Yeah. <laughs> the the- theoretical bribes yep. yep abstract it's deep only the best kind of bribe <laughs> only the only the yep yeah um so i will have them introduce themselves um and maybe we'll get into some of their characters because i know um somebody just learning about the campaign within the last two minutes so uh adam <laughs> can you say hi to the people your... You talk first. You talk first. I talk first. Adam, Griff. Oh. <laughs> He's not used to me. See, there was a, there was a cut out of audio. Uh, hi, I'm Adam. Adam Griffin. Griff. Uh, at Griff Moy on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm here for fun. I'm the everyman, I guess. <laughs> Representing uh, a new kind of newcomer to D and guess. Kind of half in it. Welcome. Uh, just, yeah. just enjoying the world and uh, figuring it out as I go along. Yep. Sure. Yeah. So we we have tried to get Griff to play D anD D before, and and have, um, but I think like the educational part of the of this show is going to be walking Griff through the many what I anticipate being many many foibles <laughs> that sure. that happen to his character. There won't be any Draculas <laughs> here, or nothing like that to worry about. Ice dragons, maybe. Um, oh, but, <laughs> we'll we'll tell the Dracula story another time. But yeah, uh, Re, could you say you say hi to the people? Well, I'm Rhiannon, uh, Rhiannon Grover uh, on Twitter. I'm at sneakattack29. Uh, I played for a couple of years and was just some random lurker on Twitter. And he mentioned he needed people for this, so I was like, "Hey, I have nothing better to do with my life. <laughs> it's summer. I don't have one when I'm not in school." <laughs> Nice. Yeah. No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I have been I've been out for a little over a month 
and I am crawling the walls here. <laughs> I, 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 I was done about a month in. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. Um, and then... The, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Tom. You can just do all the crazy stuff I do. Yeah. You'll just lose your mind that way. I just overwork yourself. I can't, though. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still studying stuff over the summer, and I'm still bored. Oh, no. I'm stuff on my own. <laughs> yeah, I... So before we get into any further into how bored we are, I guess uh, Tom is Tom is our, our wild man of the group. Yeah. So say hi uh, to people. Hi, everybody. I'm Tom. Tom is Conmy. Uh, I'm Conmy T2 on Twitter. I founded the Mages and Mentors podcast slash D&D stream that Andy's on. I do education research as a full-time teacher and a doctoral student. My education research is on using Dungeons & Dragons in the classroom with... Uh, junior high students. Um, I currently am prepping for a panel at uh, San Diego Comic Con, PAX West, PAX Unplugged, Gen Con. Uh, I'm also an MTG judge, and I have to work two magic events plus a convention between now and August, and then sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I still have to build my curriculum map for the fall, so I'm not bored. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Yeah, no. I think you have some stuff to do there. Yeah. I stream on I stream my game, which is currently on hiatus on Mondays, and then I stream a I stream a Sunday game uh, with the RPG Lab, uh, uh, Twitch.tv slash RPG Lab. That's a Sunday game. I run a offline game on Wednesdays, and we'll see what else happens. You might be disappointed to know that I I downloaded MTG Arena, and yeah. I can't make it out of the tutorial. Uh, I've actually been told by multiple people the tutorial actually stops them from playing because yeah. it holds your hand too hard and doesn't let you actually play the game. So um, I will say that after you get through the tutorial, the game opens up. I thought about cheating at the tutorial. Sure. <laughs> then I, I sat here and I was like, where has, where has my life come? <laughs> like, sure. What are all sure. of the steps that have happened? I mean, if you want to get a feel for the game, you can like... I can let you borrow my account and play some games just so you can get used to the <laughs> platform. And, like, the, the narrator almost, like, makes fun of you. For oh, I turned the audio off. I turned the audio off. not doing <laughs> well? Like, oh, come on! I am not getting berated by a video game again. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. I have a PhD, damn it. I'm so much smarter. <laughs> so many things telling me I'm not allowed to do stuff. I'm like, go away. <laughs> so, speaking of things telling you not to do stuff... Uh, I I made a world for you guys to play in that I I wanted to make like the worst possible place for people to live that was also plausible. So in a way, I kind of reinvented 2019. <laughs> like oh. it's almost like yeah, right? It's almost like so I remember being at a New Year's Eve party in like 2014 and my friends and I sitting around and we're like, this is the worst year. <laughs> this was, this was horrible. Oh, you sweet summer children. <laughs> I know we were so much younger than we're older than that now or whatever that cliche is. But it was like right around, like I know there were tons of protests that year and we were just exhausted and I, I wish I could go back to 2014. So I made 2019 the game basically. So backfire is, it's, it's a bad place in terms of, like, every crime trope that you've seen on TV shows, 
happens there. It's not a bad place in terms of, like, there's open pits of hell around and demons are torturing people constantly. And it's not, like, actual literal hell. I wanted to make... Because that's the real world. Yeah, right? So it's it's more like 2017. (laughs) (laughs) It's for people who just long for the halcyon days of, you know... The Hamilton cast made fun of Mike Pence, and what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, it only took seven and a half minutes for me to violate my my plan of not being political on the show. So, whatever. Yeah. Check. Um. Take that off the list. Move it away. Yep. Uh. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just thinking about how ridiculous that was. Focus. Focus, man. So I, the government of Backfire, Backfire itself is a city. Um, it's modeled very much on, um, I watch a, a lot of Star Wars, so it's very much like Coruscant. Um, for D&D people, it's, it's also very similar, I think, to Eberron um, and Ravnica. Um, and I guess magic people. I, I know of Ravnica only because of Acquisitions Incorporated um, and, and their live games. So that's how I've been introduced to the world. But I really love this idea of a city that is like, almost like a character itself. And so Backfire is a place where, like like I said, the city is almost a character. The The city is run by a guy named Prince President Francesco Bonaventure. <laughs> so, fancy title, right? I thought I had a complicated name sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Never mind. Rhiannon's pretty good that. <laughs> Wait, your campaign has names? Your characters have names? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I put in... campaign doesn't have names? <laughs> so I, I'm, teaching a, I'm teaching a class in the fall. It's called uh, Riots, Rebellions, and Revolutions. Um, sure. And so... <laughs> yeah. Okay. A disbelieving. Like, yeah, yeah, sure you are. And I'm teaching a class on how to ride a unicorn. <laughs> Whatever. Um but so in real life napoleon the third when he was elected president of france like as almost as soon as he got into office he changed his title to prince president (laughs) and like people were like that's weird but like cool do it and he do that didn't they just have a revolution about this so he did it because he was laying the groundwork to declare himself emperor napoleon the (laughs) third and so he was elected as as Louis Napoleon. He was Napoleon's uh, nephew, I think. Um, yeah. And so he just—it was like calling his shot a little bit. <laughs> it's very like I don't know. It's kind of like Palpatine-ish in a way, um, but he wasn't as as smart <laughs> as 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 Emperor Palpatine was. Um, come <laughs> come to the strength of the Senate. You could have beat that. <laughs> yeah. So it's very much based, I think, on on Louis Napoleon and like just, just the whole French Revolution is fascinating. But so the Bonaventures run backfire. Um, he has lots of, of family members who, um, in any kind of corrupt government, there's like lots of nepotism, and so he has put his relatives in place at, at varying varying levels. Backfire has lots of bureaucracy. Um, there is a guild for everything. Um, there are, are unions for everything. The government is is really complex and complicated, which is the thing we'll, we'll explore as we play through the game um, over the next however many episodes of the show. What else do I need to tell you? Oh, so 
everything exists in Backfire. There, all the playable races are are playable um, from the Wizards catalog. And if you homebrew something that you think is is cool, unless it's like super overpowered, go for it. That's <laughs> fine with me. I I've added or I I've created like a what's the word I'm looking for a twist I guess where like the classic Hollywood movie monsters are I think playable. Um, so vampires, flesh golems, um, so Dracula. Yeah, there could be a Dracula in here, actually. Okay. Yeah, you're on to me already. You heard it in Justin Giro. Yeah, yeah. This is just a roundabout way to get you all to play the Strahd campaign. Yes. <laughs> which is somebody did the three card Monty. I still can't figure it out. Which is such a depressing story. <laughs> oh, so as far as like the the look of it, um, uh, it's like Art Deco meets '90s grunge. Really, like classic Hollywood kind of kind of stuff. Um, in part because I've been writing a lot about like Los Angeles between the what, like the twenties and fifties for the last year. So anything that falls into that World War Two ish era, era, right? Classic mob guys, um, sketchy clubs. Uh, I ran a test of this the other night, and I. I was trying, I invoked uh, the movie Dick Tracy to explain it, and the, the people that I was playing with had no idea what I was talking about. So, oh, no. if you are listening to this and you are as big a fan of the movie Dick Tracy as I am, uh, please add me on Twitter, at HeyDrWill, <laughs> and we can be <laughs> best friends. <laughs> because that movie, that movie holds up. That movie is incredible. But, Anyway, I'm getting distracted. This is not going to be the Dick Tracy fan cast. Um, so I've talked enough about this world. I want to hear about some of the, the people that we're going to put into it. So, uh, Griff, can you tell us anything about Percy? Uh, yes, Percy Gritz, the bard. Uh, Percy Gritz uh, was, became a bard kind of literally ran his way into it uh he was born percival gritain g-r-i-double-t-a-i-n and you know member of a fairly modest family good amount of money until uh one day (coughs) he went to the kitchen table and he saw himself sitting there oh shit oh and uh his mother looks at him and says, "This one acts better. He will be your replacement." <laughs> and so he ran. Uh, some might say he lost his mind that day. He doesn't remember how, but he woke up at a uh, way station, a sheltering house, whatever you want to call it, and he had his had a little drum, a little hand drum, a lyre, a flute, and a note. That it was in his handwriting, and it says, "Your name's Percy Gritz. You're a bard. Figure out what happened." <laughs> oh so, man! So memento, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he remembers. He remembers. He just needs to know why the other version of himself was sitting at the table. Who is this other Percy? We need to figure this out. We do. <laughs> That's why he's in backfire. Yeah. Can we call him, can we call the other Percy Dark Percy? 
Does he goatee? Does he have a goatee or does it count? That's true. Uh, he actually, uh, Percy actually uses his old name to uh, oh, yeah. either get money or... or <laughs> to uh, get money. Yeah, to get money or trying to finesse people by connecting back to his uh, former stature. He but, still he still has access to his old ATM. His old, uh, <laughs> his old backfire funds. Yeah, well. new Percy didn't change that pin number. No, no, something is afoot at the house. <laughs> I so I've known you for a long time, and I should have known that you were going to come with something like that. But, <laughs> but I'm sitting here just like, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> I want to know. We need to figure out who Dark Percy is, who Percival, Percival is. Uh, so, Re, who, what can you tell us about Zephira? Uh, Zephira is actually the sister of the character that I'm playing in another campaign. Uh, I figured I kind of had a good enough base there to start with. Um, she's the youngest of six children. Uh, and when she was born, uh, her mother fell into a coma afterwards and died three months later of a mysterious illness. They could never figure it out. Um, as years went on, uh, you know, Zafira was growing up. Her older sister basically raised her until she and one of their brothers left to go study somewhere. Um, and she, at some point, found a book in her mother's uh, old collection of stuff that had been put aside. Um and it appeared to be about necromancy and different types of magic. And Zephira, Zephira decided that she was going to try to find a way to bring her mother back. And through her studies and through just her searching for a way to do that, she came across uh, an entity and made a pact with it. She's a warlock. And yeah, her family owns a bakery. Did you, did she use a dog and a child? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I didn't know. Yes. Ow. Too soon. <laughs> forever too soon. Ow. This super dark, like she's trying to bring her mom back from the dead. She she sold she she has this pact with this, <laughs> this guy that she found. And by the way, her family owns a bakery. bakery. (laughs) (laughs) FYI. I meant to say that at the start, but then I got, like... This is how that happened. It's a dark bakery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally the darkest. (laughs) I I don't know, but now I know that we have... Now, at least I know Backfire has at least some sort of, like, necromancy... I'm trying to think of, like, a pun... On like a cupcake place, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like there, there's something there. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Something to do, something to do with dough, like how dough rises. I like the I like the metaphor of like rising, right? Rising dough, like you know. yeah, something. There's we'll figure it out. Like I, we're all trying yeah, to land on the same. The yeah. But I just the idea of like this super, like almost like Beetlejuicy kind of <laughs> like like bakery, like you go in and like Winona Ryder is behind the counter, <laughs> and, and <laughs> like 
very just like depressed like eeyore works there somehow (laughs) (laughs) that checks out yeah yeah everything is bland oh no oh well no maybe not the saddest muffins the saddest (laughs) yeah (laughs) everything's plain like (laughs) i don't know but this is like we're gonna have fun with this like this has to be this has to be a location within the story. <laughs> um, so, Tom, I know that I just hijacked you into this, but yep. do you have any yeah, any ideas? Have, yeah, sure. Uh, stealing from popular movie tropes, since we're all doing a movie-related uh, object of some sort. Okay, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> I'm, what, I mean, I'm <laughs> jokingly. Um, I know. Uh, uh, my character whose name I'm going to come up with by the end of this, uh, by the end of my monologue, uh, uh, was a beat cop, uh, specialized beat cop, uh, spent a lot of time working in some of the dirtier sections of the city, spent a lot of time, uh, had a knack for finding, um, fiends and, uh, creature based things, vampires, such like that. That was just the specialty. So fighter with a little bit of extra points towards, being able to detect stuff. Okay. Um, and uh, the story is going to pick up with, on his last case, um, he saw too many things go wrong, mismanagement from the top, we think there's internal police corruption, and he's getting, he's not he's not, he's not, not off the force, but he's basically at the end of his rope where he's not really getting anywhere with doing anything. Um, I'm stealing from Blade Runner. He's 100% a Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, his name will be something silly. I'll come up with it in a minute. Oh, that's fine. So the the police here would be super corrupt. Sure. Uh absolutely 100% corrupt. So my guy would be one of the good guys and he yeah. just keeps he keeps getting his head bounced against the wall with how bad mismanagement is or his maybe his lieutenant's good but he's lieutenant makes bad calls like something. Yeah. I mean there could be like a backstory where he he has to arrest like one of the Bonaventure cousins like some low level like nobody. Sure. And and like they had, like they had him red-handed. He one hundred percent did it. And he he deserves to go to prison. Mm-hmm. He's a dangerous guy or whatever. Um, like something needs to happen to him, and he just skates, right? Yeah. Um, or do something like that. In this way, this is the beginning of me turning into: Do I leave the force? Is it worth being on the force? Is it worth having this connection? The other thing that I, I would add to is that the like law enforcement in Backfire. Not only is it really corrupt. Um, it's really hard to like navigate who has jurisdiction. So in real life, uh, in New York City, New York used to have two police departments. Like that's where the Mets got their name from. The New York Metropolitans were a police department that was competing with another police department, also in the city. Like they had overlapping jurisdiction, and nobody knew who was in charge. And so the different police departments would work with gangs to like attack the other cops. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was like eighteen, yeah, forties or so. Yeah, yep, yeah, um, yeah. Straight gangs in New York, like that. That book is is intense. Like the actual sociology of the gangs of, of that time period. Like I tell my students about stuff there. Like people would like file their teeth to a point, <laughs> and and just like. Maybe people listening to this now are kind of like a little squeamish over that idea, um, but yeah, they would do all kinds of stuff like that, um, and the, the cops were t- 
totally just like another two gangs there. Um, so yeah. there, there is like that's such a now seems like such a ridiculous thing, um, given how like structured we have police now, uh, how structured the police are that we have now. Words that it had to be a part of this world, right? Yep. Um, so not only is like nine one one a joke and backfire <laughs> because. <laughs> Uh, like you don't need like. There's probably competing nine one ones, right? So you you pay the you, you pay the neighborhood people that have the percentage of you to keep the safety. Yeah, yeah. So very similar to like extortion rackets and ways that gangs operate in some places now too, right? Yeah, where police yeah. actually don't come, and the gang is like the de facto emergency services and that's a way that gangs are able to continue to operate in some neighborhoods um so so your nameless cop who's just a few days from retirement would just a few days i'm so close <laughs> that pension and his gold watch <laughs> <laughs> the gold what's the gold watch why is it a gold watch <laughs> he'd be super mad about the gold watch too like he gave he gave so much years. of his life he's he's like a terrible dad <laughs> uh, uh, like I imagine, like his if he has kids, his kids probably call him by his first name, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, Listen, yeah, that's that's something that happens, right? People, yep. especially with cops, like there are police that throw themselves way too deep into their work, and you know, especially like a movie trope cop. This has totally happened to him. Yeah, they're like, oh, when do you, when do you, when do you go home? Well, I go home. I go to the office. <laughs> I'm in my car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's like every... Uh, oh, what was the guy's name from The Wire? Oh, I can't remember it now. Uh, sh- never mind. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like the grizzled... Name with a face. Bad human. Anyway. Okay, so we have... Hi again, everybody. This is Dr. Andy Wilzak. I wanted to say thanks again for taking time to listen to the show. We really appreciate it. The reason why I wanted to make Strength Check into an actual play D&D podcast, um, when there are so many other actual play shows out there that are probably um, way better than anything that I could do, is I want to draw your attention to a project that I'm a part of here in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're calling it Play for Progress. And the idea is to use D&D and eventually, hopefully, probably other tabletop games to help middle school and high school kids who are struggling with mental health problems or addiction issues or who feel alienated or isolated in some, in some way. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has been hit really, really hard by the opioid crisis. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has a very high alcoholism rate. And this part of Pennsylvania is diversifying very quickly, and there are those who have capitalized on that to try to create more conflict between people. So we have a lot of kids here who are alone and who are suffering, um, and suffering mightily. So what we're doing, and the point of this message now is to just let you know that we are raising money to make Play for Progress a sustainable force for good in the northeastern Pennsylvania area. Um, If you have even $5 to spare for us, you can go to gofundme.com slash playforprogress with 
hyphens between the words, so play hyphen for hyphen progress. Um, and anything that you can give us will go a long way towards making us sustainable. Thank you.